Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the Word of God bless you today. Our Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Luke in the 24th chapter. Listen again for God's Word to us today. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified, and they bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners, and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all of this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women who were with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and he ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen clothes by themselves. And then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Now, what were they expecting? What were you expecting? What were you expecting when you woke up this morning? How did you expect the day to go? I know that I woke up expecting two very excited little girls to be wide awake before dawn. I expected Easter grass to be strewn across the house in a matter of moments. I expected a strong cup of coffee and a great Easter breakfast. Oh my goodness, how did I know? And boy, were my expectations exceeded this morning. Expectations. 
Expectations, they, they have a strong impact on how we experience life, our expectations. Like, you know, you could expect a day to go pretty well. And likely, if that's what you expect, it probably will. You could have also one of those days. You ever have one of those days where you're just expecting not so much? Expecting a disappointment? Like you expect that your body is going to hurt that day. You expect to be tired. You expect for that person, that person at work, you know that person, to be a bummer as usual. You even expect that lunch is just going to be a letdown that day. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever have one of those days where the whole world is just, before you get out of bed, it's already set up to be a disappointment? I'll admit, I was having one of those days not too long ago. I just woke up expecting to be frustrated, and I'll tell you, that day did not disappoint either. It really should have been a rainy day. It should have been a cold rainy day, but of course the sun was shining and the birds were chirping. They were chirping. Oh, so much chirping. Like we get it, birds. It's spring. Wonderful. And then the construction on the road outside of my house. Has anyone been down 2nd Street? Oh my goodness, I just knew I was expecting this construction and this traffic to be terrible and the dust, oh my goodness. And that morning, I was just, I knew it was going to happen, I was expecting it, my coffee was too weak and too cold. We had a new coffee maker because of that. And outside, it, outside, this is, I just knew it was going to be this way. I woke up knowing it was going to be too cold to roll my windows down on the way to work. But it was, it, was, it was too hot to have them up, no airflow. And I, I hate to admit it, but that day, that day, it was a while ago, but that day, my pants didn't fit as well as they did the week before. And the dog, every time I took a step, there was a dog right at my feet panting. And I turned on the radio, and not, no songs that were good were playing on every station. And the politicians, I was listening to the news, every politician, I don't care what party, every politician said exactly the wrong thing, just like I was expecting. We had plans, I thought, this will make up for it. We had plans for dinner that night. I was expecting already, though, I was expecting before I got out of bed, we had plans at this restaurant. It's always, I just knew it was going to be a letdown I just knew it. And you know what? The food was unimpressive. The waiter was just there all the time, so attentive. And everyone was smiling at, just stop smiling at me. The food was so fancy, so fancy, just way too fancy. My kids, I got home that night, my kids, they wanted two hugs and two kisses before bed. So greedy. My wife, you know, I said, let's watch a show. And we have a thousand streaming services. And there was a movie I wanted to watch. And she could not read my mind and guess which one movie on that thousands of streaming services I wanted to watch. And of course, she picked the worst possible movie. I was deeply committed to my strongly held conviction to be disappointed and frustrated all day. And it, it, 
did not disappoint. Some people just call it waking up on the wrong side of the bed. I might call it a reasonable expectations for misery. We've all encountered people in the middle of a day like that. Maybe you've encountered people in the middle of a life like that. Good luck. Good luck with those folks. Their expectations to be disappointed. You, you would have to walk on water to prove them otherwise. Jesus actually did walk on water, and still he could not impress those people. Those folks are more happy to give you their list of complaints than ever to present you with a list of appreciations. But expectations, they can go the other way, too. They can be too high, and then you're bound to be disappointed. I have very high expectations for a relaxing vacation in May. We are going to take a very relaxing vacation. I know it is going to be so relaxing. We had a vacation as a family, just the four of us, and I don't know how long, maybe ever, just the four of us, and I am bound. It will be relaxing, but of course... Uh, taking a vacation with two small children, well, that's just not a reasonable expectation, right? It's just, as some people have said, a vacation with small children is just living in a different place. Prior to the very first Easter, people had a lot of expectations for Jesus. They were those who expected him to conquer Jerusalem, there were those who expected him to save them from their current oppression. There were those who just expected him to win the day. But dying a gruesome death on the cross was not one of their expectations. A bit of a disappointment. We need reasonable expectations. The women that Easter morning, well, I, I think that those women had reasonable expectations. They had seen Jesus die, after all. And they were prepared that Sunday morning when they went to the tomb where they saw the body of Jesus placed just, just Friday evening. They were prepared for a, a dead body in a grave, and their expectations, I think, were reasonable. Those women, they never abandoned Jesus on his slow march to death. They stuck close to him as he carried his cross to Calvary. They, he, heard, he heard them crying as he walked to the cross. He felt their love. And among his last words before he was crucified, he addressed those women. He said, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me which was not a reasonable expectation, I think, for Jesus to have of the women who followed him and fed him and believed in him and loved him and knew what it was to be loved by him. These women, they, they saw the way the crowd mocked their Lord. They heard him from the cross comfort the criminal dying next to him. They saw the sun's light fail as they saw his own light go out and he breathed his last. 
Luke says, the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Now, as they were faithful Jewish women and he died on the beginning of the Sabbath, they waited for the work that they needed to do of preparing his body for burial. They waited until dawn on Sunday when the Sabbath was over and they went to his grave prepared. They went prepared with spices and and ointments for his newly deceased body, prepared with the expectations for which they were prepared, for the duty for which they were prepared. But beloved, they were not prepared. They were not prepared for resurrection. Loved ones, I want to remind you today, this Easter morning, that Easter is about preparing for God to exceed all of your expectations. Why not decide this morning that every morning from now on, you will wake up with the expectation that God will exceed all reasonable expectations and to exceed them with hope that surpasses all understanding. Rather than looking for and finding all of the disappointments, look for resurrection every day. That very first Easter morning, the women came to Jesus' grave prepared for everything except their wildest dreams. They came prepared for death, but not for hope. Why? Why not prepare for hope? When you wake up and open the newspaper or look at your phone or turn on the TV, you will find the bad news that you are expecting, I promise you. On that, you can count on. But with God, you can also expect that whatever evil, whatever war and violence and death, God will take it and bring something that we could never guess out of what we find there. And that is Easter. If we say, and you all said this this morning, I heard you. You said, he is risen, he is risen indeed. If we say that as we all did, then let us set our expectation that God will continue to rise. And if we say, as many of you have said, that through the resurrection of Jesus, we too Though we may face our hardships and our trials and our suffering and our disappointments and even, yes, even our death, that we too will rise. Then why not begin each day with that expectation? And let God show you throughout your day and your life the power that God has to bring life out of death and light out of darkness, and new life out of the tomb, and new community and friendship and even family out of a people who just gather together on a Sunday morning before Easter breakfast and worship. Why not? Now, I'm not talking about being naive. I'm talking about hope. 
I'm not being Pollyanna. I'm being a follower of Jesus, who though he was dead, he rose again. And not for his own sake, but for my sake and for your sake. For the sake of the whole world, that we might be able, this is what he did, that we might be able to live a life with those kinds of hopes and expectations, even if, even when life throws its worst at you. I'm following that Jesus. Not the one who just died on the cross. I'm following the Jesus who rose from the grave and asked me to follow him. And that's who I'm following. How about you? Will you follow the resurrected Jesus? Because life threw its very worst at him. It threw heartbreak, it threw betrayal, it threw torture, it threw death. Being simply, even being the son of God did not make Jesus immune from the harshness of life. But his expectations of God keeping God's promises, it did make him immune from ever giving up. That's who I'm following. One who never gives up. One who never gives up on on you. Never gives up on me who never gives up on offering all of us the opportunity to experience new life every day and life eternal. We live with the reasonable expectations of the world, of course, but we also live with a hope in the unreasonable promises of God. And that enables us to live with joy regardless of the situations that you may be facing today. It is a reasonable expectation that people will let you down, but it is a resurrection expectation that God will never let you down. It is a reasonable expectation that you will make mistakes in life, even big ones, that make it hard for someone to forgive you, hard to forgive yourself, but it is a resurrection expectation that you are forgiven by God. It is a reasonable expectation that violence will tear nations and neighborhoods and families apart. But it is a resurrection expectation that people will show up as healers, as peacemakers, lovers, and set tables of compassion amidst the despair, and God will turn weapons into garden tools in good time. It is a reasonable expectation that loved ones will die, that we ourselves will die, but it is a resurrection expectation that there is more to life than the fear of death, and God will roll away every stone from every tomb. The women came to the tomb of Jesus prepared for death when Jesus had spent his whole life preparing them to live with a hope beyond reason, a hope beyond death, a hope in life, 
hope that has the power to transform the world. And even this block of Allison Hill in Harrisburg, even when our expectations are reasonable, what if as Christians we were all preparing for hope? What if our expectations were for resurrection? What then could the world throw at you that you could not endure if your expectations were always that God is serious about resurrection? If God keeps that promise, if God can get us through death, then God can and will get you through whatever you are facing right now. In spite of all that he told us in his word, in spite of all of the goodness in the world, all that testifies to God alive and at work, in spite of even gathering here to receive the assurance of forgiveness, to share in a holy meal, in spite of Easter morning, how easy it is to forget, to forget hope, to forget resurrection. Even those closest to Jesus who followed him every day, who hung on every one of his words, even they forgot and that he said over and over and over again to them that though he would suffer and die after three days, he would rise again. Not one of them truly expected that. Their reasonable expectations won their hearts. And how can that be? How can his disciples, believers, how is it that they did not believe what he told them repeatedly would happen, would actually happen? Well, it was reasonable. They were being reasonable when they saw him die. So did their hope in what was completely unbelievable, the hope in the resurrection. Without him to remind us, without his community, the, ch the church, we call that, to remind us how easy it is for us to forget hope. And that is why we do Easter here. That is why it's important that, that you came here today. It's why it's important that you can come here every week because it's not just for you alone. It's not just for me alone to praise God to do our duty. It is for the sake of the community because we're all holding on to that shred of hope. We're all just holding on to it. When we see you here, when you come here and you lift your voice and, and you receive communion here, you are proclaiming that, that it's, worth, it's worth that hope, that I'm not in that hope alone. That is what happened when those women ran to tell the 11 what they had seen. What did the 11 do? They didn't believe them. They didn't believe them. All they had seen was an empty tomb. But thanks be to God that they were there, and thanks be to God that Peter had enough inkling of hope to get up and run, run to the tomb and see for himself. And maybe it is that alone, that testimony that they had, their, their statement of faith, we did not see him there, it must be then. 
that he rose and for Peter to run and see that gave the whole world, even us today, the ability to be here and share in that hope. And not just that hope, but that expectation. That expectation. So my, my, my a prayer for us as Christ Lutheran Church or anyone gathered in this community today praying to God and celebrating this Easter morning. In fact, everywhere around the world where Easter is being celebrated, somewhere in a, in a bunker or a basement in Ukraine, they are celebrating the resurrection and thanks be to God. If they can have hope in the resurrection on a battlefield, then how about us? If they can have hope that their community will be rebuilt and it will be rebuilt around the gospel, then how about us for our own? That is the promise, the expectation of Easter. In spite all evidence to the contrary, the empty tomb means that he is risen indeed. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.